Welcome to Disarming Persuasion, the podcast for sales and business leadership professionals. My name is Dave Rosenberg, and I am the founder and principal at Locked On Leadership, a consulting firm with a mission to replace Thank God It's Friday with Thank God It's Monday. And I'm Ann Bonney, redhead impersonator and an expert in change management and leadership that people want to follow. Okay, Ann. What are we going to talk about today? Why don't we talk about networking today, Dave? I mean, like wide area networks and uh, like wireless lands and all that boring stuff. This is not a tech show. <laughs> okay, then what do you want to talk about? Oh, well, I guess, uh, how about how people like meet with each other and then, um, you know, connect and help each other somehow? Oh, yeah. What do they call that? Oh, um, networking. That's right. Oh, you know, Dave. I bet you, wish, I bet you wish you thought of that. I do. You always have the best ideas for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, because I was thinking about it. I'm like, how do you meet people? Whether you're hiring, whether you're looking for sales contacts or business contacts, you know, networking is a really important thing. And it's also a very dreaded thing. Which is funny. And, and actually, um, ironically, the, the parallel here is actually really strong because it's what we do to meet each other all the time. Like when, I mean, it's been decades since I was single and, but you know, when, when, you, when you're younger or single, I guess it doesn't have to be younger. Well, you're both. You're old like me and single. <laughs> you're both. You're younger and single, you know, <laughs> two decades younger than me or something like that, but whatever, you know, you go, you want to meet somebody socially. We don't call it networking, but that's really what it is. It's the same thing. You want to show up in a certain way so that people are like, hey, I'd like to see you again, whether it's personally or professionally. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And it's uh, by the way, folks. So I I don't Ann and I don't plan this stuff out, uh, you know, in terms of what we're going to say. So sometimes we wish we did, but we don't. (laughs) Sometimes you wish we did, too. I don't mean you, Ann. I mean, our listeners. Yes, exactly. But what I was going to say is, so if you're sitting here going like, oh, the network is boring, but you're single, stick around. I promise you what we talk about in business applies socially. Yep. Whoops. Like one of the things that I think is really important is to not be distracted by errant noises and things of that nature. So what you're saying is when you walk into a networking or a speed dating event, turn off your telephone. Yes. I, I think that's an absolutely phenomenal thing to do because I mean, the last thing you want to be doing while somebody's talking to you and sharing their life story is to be glancing at your phone to see what the score of the game is or you know unless of course it's a date and you're you're expecting that bailout call <laughs> the 911 call uh honey you have to take out the trash all right i got to go my mom called <laughs> or worse enough it, it's my wife i have to go <laughs> this is not that kind of show dave oh right Keep reminding me. No, but it's it's important because, you know, we say this about meetings. We say this when we're, you know, having feedback conversations or difficult conversations with people or making sales calls. It's the same thing when you're meeting people. Find a bathroom stall, go somewhere private, then look at your phone. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I think, so this is lesson number one. And I want to I tie this back to uh, persuasion, just connect the dots really up front so that people don't go, well, it's a persuasion podcast. Why are you talking about networking? We will circle back to that very quickly. But lesson number one, since it's on the table, is be present. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because basically they, that says, I think you're important. And that makes people want to be around you some more. Right. Whether so it's how, professionally or personally. 
<laughs> exactly. We probably can, you know, forego saying that from now yeah. on. It's just implicit. <laughs> Got it. Um, so how does this, so before we get too deeply into this, how does this relate to persuasion? Well, I mean, well, for, first of all, we're always looking for people to do business with whether it's hiring them for the jobs that we have open, whether it's succession planning, or whether it's looking for new customers. It's really good to always be continuing to look for those, the next people that you want to work with. And frankly, it's not necessarily even limited to those two. Maybe you're looking for investors. Maybe you're looking for strategic partners. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're looking for a vendor that is in line with what you're trying to do or your thought process. You know, I recently had to pick up, um, pick up, like I went to the grocery store. I had to get a new accountant and mm -hmm. it was more of a challenge than I anticipated because I have very specific needs of what I'm looking for. Not just like their technical ability to add one and one and get two every time, but how they work, size of their organization, et cetera. And, and I did find one, folks, so please don't send in any, but yeah, it, but it's the same. And it's all about connecting with people. And, and the better you're connecting, connecting, the better your connection, the stronger that connection, the easier it's going to be to persuade them. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. If they believe in you from the beginning, they like you, they trust you, they see there's some credibility there. Again, they're more likely to want to continue interacting with you. So let's talk about uh, a networking event specifically, because I think those lessons transcend uh, you know, a lot of different environments and evolutions. Um, but let's talk about networking event. What's your preparation getting ready to go in? I like to have a goal when I walk into a networking event, um, whether it's something arbitrary, like I want to meet three people and, or, or get three coffee continued conversation scheduled, or maybe it's a little more specific. Like I'd meet, like to meet three business owners of businesses larger than 50 people, you know, by going in with a goal, I'm a little less like wandering around and trying to find people that I know. So I'm not awkwardly walking up to people. <laughs> and absolutely. And, you know, I've been in, um, so there's kind of two kinds of networking events in my world in my experience, I should say, there's regular network events where you belong to an organization that gets together on a regular basis. And that can be anything as super formal as BNI, right? Business Networking International, which is a weekly meeting for those of you who are unaware with a sole purpose of networking. Or like a chamber of commerce, which I've been heavily involved in in the past as well. While, while there are the differences, BNI tends to have um, relatively static attendance, right? You have your members in your chapter and then guests. So depending on the size of the chapter, well, we were in a chapter that was hovering around 40 people, you know, and we would have four to really busy days, busy weeks, 10 guests. So, you know, but still 40 people that you saw week in, week out. And so that's one kind of networking. We'll, we'll address that. And then the other kind of networking, uh, and let me go the chamber event. You also, we tended to have a core group that showed up every month to our monthly networking meetings. And then you had the other people who either were members for a long period of time, but rarely came and those people checking it out. So there's a bigger mix of complete strangers. And then there's the really random sort of one-off event, business event you go to where you may not know anybody. I remember uh, several years ago, I did work with um, 
uh, 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 what are they called? Oh, I'm blanking. They, they do all the uh, education for youths and school and business and stuff. Uh, um, achievement, uh, junior achievement. Okay. Sorry. So I, that's because I'm not junior. The gray matter is going. <laughs> and, and they they do some cool things. But I went to, uh, I think it was a fundraising event where they like mimic the stock market. I can't remember what they call it. And I didn't know a soul there. All right. And so these were not people I was going to see again for it. You know, uh, I may if I connected with somebody, but right. So those are sort of three different flavors of networking events. Do you do the same thing, irrespective of what kind of event you're going to? Um, I don't. I don't think so because if you're seeing the same core group of people, um, well, no, I guess I do. I still like to have a goal. Um, I also like to try to get a job with the, or not like literally a paid job, but like a, take a volunteer position, volunteer to hand out name tags or check people off or whatever, because then you're kind of meeting people too. Um, I guess if it's a regular chamber event where I already know a lot of people, I might do something a little differently. Um, what about you? Well, so I, sometimes I'll go with a goal. Like again, with BNI or, or an organization like that, or, and it could be a, a professional association with a local chapter that you're a member of. You know, I used to be, when I was in moving, the California Moving and Storage Association just comes to mind. There's, there's a ton of those. Mm-hmm. If any, anything you go to on a regular basis, get involved. Become, that, that's some of the best advice I've ever received. The more you give, the more you get. And frankly, when people see you at the door greeting people, handing out tickets, selling the raffles, whatever mm-hmm. that might be, or you know, you become an officer, so you're running the meeting or doing something that creates relationships. And frankly, it sends a dis- real message that you, you give first, right? Because mm-hmm. now you're, you're out there doing something, you're a go-getter. And the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. And people know that whether they know it consciously or subconsciously, that resonates and that, 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 that carries off a lot of weight. If it's a one-off event, you know, what I might do if I have access to the list is try and find somebody who I want to meet. Mm-hmm. You know? And that doesn't mean I go around to people and go like, hi, I'm Dave. You are, you are. What's oh, I'm Ann. Oh, hi, Ann. Oh, I'm, I'm not looking to meet I'm here you. every Goodbye. week, Dave. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, nope. You don't, you don't check the box. Thanks. Right. Right. But it means, you know, I might, after our conversation with you, ask you if you happen to know. Mm. Right. So I caught Anne with her mouthful, folks. You can't tell Sorry. because we're not doing video. <laughs> when you're supposed to keep talking. Yeah, no, but that that's totally true. And and because at these networking events, we're trying to connect people. And also you don't want to sit and talk to the same person the whole time unless it's a really, you know, big connection. Um, and you're really clicking. So being able to say, hey, have you met anybody here who, or do you know anybody here who checks whatever box, now you can start to continue moving and not monopolize one person's time as you're trying to get around the whole event. Yeah, and you know, one of the, I think, uh, dangers in a networking event, and I, I know I've fallen into this, is you do connect with somebody at a, you know, instantly, and it's like, Wow. Okay. I'm just going to hang out here today because, you know, I don't want to work that hard, mm-hmm. you know, but that's not what you're there for. So start with the end in mind. Why are you there? Yeah. 
And and remembering that it's easy, especially with BNI chapter or with a chamber event where you see the same people week after week, it's easy to gravitate towards the same people again. So by going in with some kind of a goal to say, hey, I want to meet two new people today or introduce myself to two people I've never met that are new or whatever, that helps you to kind of get out of that comfort zone of hanging out with the people that you know. And here's something else. Uh, yeah. On these regular occurrences, whether it's a BNI chapter or a monthly association meeting, any, anything that's regular, one of the things I notice is that people tend to hang out with the same people. And at BNI, what that means is they tend to sit in the same seats or at least at the same tables. Our, our chapter had rounds. I've seen chapters with U-shaped. If the U-shaped, what you'll see is people always, I'm always in that left-hand corner. I may not be in the exact same seat. I'll try and get the same seat, but somebody sometimes snags that from me. But they'll, but they'll be around the same position with the other with most of the same people. Yeah. What I would do is always sit at a different table. I never sat at the same table twice. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, when I didn't know where everybody was tended to sit, you know, I, it was it was pretty random. I was in that chapter for I think four or five years, and so I got to the point where I was like, oh, I'm going to sit at Joe's table. I'm going to sit at Carlos's table because I knew they were creatures of habit and the consistent ones (laughs) right or i'm gonna sit over here in the you know you know there's that group that always sits off to the side someplace that it could badmouth everybody um which is if it was up to me where i would normally sit but you know i trying not to try trying to evolve so you know i would i would move around like that i highly recommend you do that yep yep and and saying oftentimes even saying okay where is uncomfortable for me where do i not know anybody and let me go there. And maybe that's your goal. I'm going to sit with a bunch of people I've never talked to before. And I want to peel back the onion on this a little bit, because there is some subliminal stuff going on when you do that, that we don't think about. That's so powerful. Mm-hmm. If I'm egalitarian in who I sit with, right. And so I, I, I sit with everybody. I, I can be seen or you can be seen forget about me because I'm not a nice guy, but you can be seen as one of those nice guys, one of those nice gals, one of those people that cares about everybody. You're not seen as clicky, Mm -hmm. right? And that goes such a long way. Now, you know, I know the people in my chapter who sat in the same seat and I didn't see them as clicky and I don't think anybody did, but a newcomer might. Right. Yep. It takes a while to get over that. Oh. Yeah, and and really feel welcome. Which is, by the way, what, what popped into my head. You see new people there. Gravity. So you can't see, you can't hear the, the, the rattling and as Ann and I are nodding our heads together. We're right. That's like prime target. And I don't mean prime target. I am Dave. Let me give my business card. Do you need insurance? Who yeah. Need right. For insurance. No, 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 no. How can I help you? Um, or, you know, what can I do to help you? Who, who do you want to meet? One of my favorite questions, mm-hmm. you know, who would be a good relationship for you to have let me see i know a lot you know i've been in this chamber for you know a number of years i i i've got been fortunate i know a lot of members here who who would be a good connection for you yeah and and again it goes back to something that we talked about i think we're talking about a bunch of times it's how can i be of service if i serve you givers gain that's the whole bni motto right if i'm able to provide a service people are going to want to help me it's that law of reciprocity that we talked about you know, it's funny. You think about it. Dr. Ivan Meisner, the founder of BNI. Um, that was the title of his first book, Giver's Game. It's the book everyone gets who's a member. It's the philosophy of, of BNI. And he literally has made 
millions of dollars by serving others. Mm -hmm. The man walks the walk, Mm -hmm. or walks the talk, or talks the he talks the walk and walks the talk and whatever. But he, he, (laughs) I have no idea what I'm saying right now. He walks and talks. He does walking, talking millionaire. Yeah, I mean, and and and, you know, I've I've been fortunate enough to meet him a, a couple times super i mean genuine individual Mm -hmm. well and that's exactly with everything that we're talking about what we want people to think about us going into all of these networking meetings new people um and one of the other things i like to do as i'm talking to people is be very aware of having an open circle because i've been in that networking event where you're walking around and everybody is talking to somebody and all the circles are closed Uh, You know, and it's like, it's hard to bust in when there's not a hole, but when there's a hole in your circle, it kind of says, Hey, we're welcoming new people in here too. And for those of you who are unaware of what Anne is talking about, and this is so good. If you're talking with people, you want to have one show, somebody, two people in the group need to have a shoulder. That's not adjacent to somebody else. In other Mm -hmm. words, if there's two of you, you don't want to be face to face, just angle a little bit like you know picture like uh, um, heads of state whenever you see them sitting on couches when the video right they're not sitting facing each other in chairs they're mm-hmm. sitting like open sort of angled towards each other but they're inviting everybody in stand that way with left shoulder to right shoulder but your other shoulder is sort of open so you're saying come on in and if somebody joins you just open up again so that there's always a space for one more person to come into that group and if you see somebody walking by who seems lost, and I've been that person, you know, walking around going, oh, so awkward. That's the worst, you know, and yeah. I've already, ha- I've had my fill of canopies. Like there's yeah. nothing- it's a canapé, Dave. Uh, whatever. French. You're no. not fancy. No, I'm not fancy. I'm from. I'm no, from it's Chile. true though. I mean, and, and the more we can welcome people in and, and introduce them, introduce them to who else you're talking to. You know, if you're in the middle of a big, you know, conversation or you're making a point or they're making a point or whatever, do acknowledge that new person. And, you know, and again, change the body language so they feel like they're welcome. And then make sure that at the next opportunity, you introduce yourself, introduce the other person. And always remember, as you're introducing, make sure you tell them who you are. (laughs) I've talked to so many people where I walk up and I'm like, hey, I'm Ann Bonnie. So great to meet you. They're like, oh yeah, great to meet you. And I'm like, what's your name? (laughs) You mean like when we role played a minute ago and I said, hi, I'm Dave and you're, and you just and I sat at there blankly deer in the headlights. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, open that circle, make sure that you're introducing people, making them feel welcomed because again, they're, you're creating that rapport where they're going to want to do business with you or hang out with you or get hired by you or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, something else that I've done on occasion, I, I, I don't do this all the time, probably because it doesn't pop into my head all the time. But when you, that third person comes in, if you're in that conversation, ask their opinion. Mm. Hey, we were just discussing blah, blah. I'm just curious. You wouldn't have an opinion on that, would you? Yeah. Just curious. Sure. You know? And again, welcoming them in. Right. Make them part, make them feel at home. Right. And then, of course, probably the next thing that people who are not comfortable in networking ask is, and what do I talk about? Mm. 
Yeah. One of the, my, I think you already asked one of, one of the great questions in networking is who would be a great client for you or what, who would be a great person that you'd like to meet here, especially if you're well-connected there. Another question that I love that I got asked once at a networking event, I was like, oh, that's cool. They said, what are you looking forward to this year? Oh, what's, what's exciting in your professional life right now? Um, because that's also super positive because it's really easy to move into the complaining sometimes. Um, so that's a really positive way to get people talking about what's good that's going on. Yeah. And let's, um, let's circle back to complaining. <laughs> okay. Not, not, right, not right this second, but yeah, cause I, I, there's something implicit in this conversation that we're assuming, which is first ask what they do. Well, <laughs> there's that too. <laughs> let's, let's start at the basics, you know? You know, hi, I'm Dave. You are John. John. Wow, <clears throat> John. <laughs> what does you do, John? Yeah, and if it's a professional networking event, that's a perfectly acceptable question. Um, though I have heard of some networking events where people specifically avoid talking about what they do in that initial conversation, only so that you can make that individual connection. But it probably totally depends on the flavor of the event. Yeah, I, I guess my thinking on that is, you know, if I just met you and I say, so married, kids, right? That's kind of creepy in my world. I, it is I, totally I, creepy, I, right? <laughs> Especially if it's somebody of the opposite gender. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, business is safe, you know? And like, I do this, I do this in a locker room, you know, with the, you know, guys on my hockey team, you know, I'm, I don't know them that well, right? We play hockey, yeah. you know? hey tom what did you do right show an interest in them mm-hmm. now darren as and by the way folks just to give you an update on this sorry little break here i got to see darren on sunday uh which is fantastic and he we're going to see about getting him back on the podcast as a guest in the near future but he is home um uh you know uh doing as best he can his his kids are his, so he's, he's fortunate. His daughter, who works as a, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, God, my brain is just freezing right now. Uh, stewardess for Alaskan Airlines. Oh, cool. And she just had her second child just when Darren was diagnosed last summer. So she got, so she got, she's got, I'm a professional speaker. She's got, a <laughs> she's year got to stay home. <laughs> she's got a year off. So she's, he's, he's with her and his, his youngest Darren and, and CJ is oldest. So, you know, he's being surrounded by family and he's doing as well as can be expected. Um, so just give you guys an update, but you know, one of the things Darren taught me, cause it's about the other person. So sometimes people beat you to the pump punch. They're like, you know, so what do you do? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want to be, I don't want to like come off braggadocious and, and it's really about you folks. This is it. This is the keys to the castle right here. What I do isn't nearly as interesting as what you do. What is it you do? That's what Darren, how Darren would answer that question. Now, it sounds a little awkward when you say it like that, but I've seen it in action. I've done it as well. Although I don't do it every time like he does. He's the master. People don't really hear the awkwardness. They jump at the chance to brag about themselves. Mm. Yeah. And, and, I, and I appreciate what you're saying because I've been in the conversation where I ask somebody what they do and that's the rest of the conversation. Like that's the last thing I get to say. And so even if you do answer the question, oh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a professional speaker. What do you do? 
turn it right back to them. Make sure that you're asking as much as you're answering so it's not a monologue. Well, I would actually go a step farther. Ask more than you're answering, right? We have two ears and one mouth. Use them proportionally. Mm -hmm. I know that if I meet somebody at a networking event and I get them talking more than I'm talking, they're going to walk away really digging me, right? Yeah. What a nice guy. He let me brag. He's well, and they don't even think about it that way. It's they, they just think, wow, he's really fascinating. Right. <laughs> he's a great listener. It feels good to talk to him. And yeah. he's really fascinating. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I actually, and this, by the way, folks, job interviews. I remember my first job interview after the Navy and like I, I prepped, I had actually hired a, a personal marketing company to get me ready for it. Help me with the mm-hmm. transition. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, yes, I could shoot down a bear bomber at a hundred miles. How's that translate into civilian life? Right. And I go on this interview and the guy's just blathering on and on and on. And in my head, I had this mantra going, the more he talks, the more he likes me. The more, mm-hmm. by the way, I got the job folks. Well, and this is an excellent point too. I mean, as I said, go into networking event with a goal. Make sure your goal isn't to tell everybody or tell 15 people about your new sales program because they're not going to care. Was it John Maxwell said, I believe people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. So by, by showing, I care about you, I want to hear about you by letting them talk, you're more likely to get the invitation to coffee and you're more likely for them to ask now, oh, what do you do? What sales programs do you have? What's going on? Right. In fact, the goal should be to learn about five people's businesses, three people's right. businesses, exactly. not to teach about your business. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and you'll find, and you'll do a lot, you'll drink a lot of coffees. <laughs> Eat a lot but, of canopies. Yeah. Or, or open a lot of canopies. But yeah. <laughs> But you'll drink a lot of coffee with people who, you know, don't drive the ball for you at all. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't know who they know. Right. Right. Uh, at the same time, it only takes that one or two typically to make all the rest of it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. And, and there's nothing wrong with that dichotomy, right? That paradox of I'm here to serve others and to be served, right? As long as serve others first. Right. And detach yourself from the expectation of being served. Right. Surrender that. Put that on the altar as, as um, Michelle, know, uh, says. Michelle, thank you. Yeah. Yep. Brain not working today. Wow. There's a little Swiss cheese in the brain there today, Dave. Well, just- and, and to your point, it's we want to make sure that we are serving first and being memorable. And one of the mistakes I see people making a lot at networking events is they don't wear their name tag. I hate them. I hate them, too. They never go with my outfit. They're always ugly, but make sure you wear it. And if at all possible, wear it as high as you can on your right shoulder. So when you extend your hand to shake their hand, well, now that COVID, it might be a little bit different. Put it on the end of your elbow. So you, when you go to, no, but get it high up so they can easily and not awkwardly see it, refer to your name, see it again, see it again, and more likely to remember it than if it's hanging around your belly button and they have to look at your zipper to see who you are. I'm actually going to play one-upmanship with you because everything- You? Yes, I know. It's hard to believe. (laughs) But Just because you have it tattooed on your forehead, Dave, doesn't mean that everybody should. But I have it backwards, so when I'm looking in the mirror, I know what Uh it's (laughs) 
but you're you're on the right track. Actually, you're 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 100% correct about name tags and and certainly where the ones they give you or and this is where I was going with this. When I first got into business, I made my own up. These are magnetic name tags. They're they're five bucks, right? You could do them one at a time. You don't have to buy like the gross of name tags. Mm-hmm. They go online, have them made up. It sat in my car, does a couple things for you. One, it's different, mm-hmm. which will make you stand out. Two, it's branded, right? So mine has my logo on it. And then my name has, I want it. So my name is legible, right? Cause I, they, they always give you those little sticky and write it out. If I'm writing it out, no one's going to know my name. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and so if you're doing networking, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's, that's a great way to do it. But yep. um, I had heard left side because when you extend your right hand, it sort of blocks the chest here. And this is the left side is open. Yeah. I've heard both. I never quite new but whatever it is have it high wear it wear yeah. it and and move it up if there's a pin on it pin it to your shoulder so that people can not awkwardly again have to look down at your waist to see what your name is yeah and you know i'm going to bring this up ladies put it high enough that it doesn't look like a guy's looking at your cleavage right yeah right <laughs> unless that's what you want right <laughs> different event right exactly <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know, yeah. But, yep. And I, you know, I had a, a networking guru. It was like this family thing with Debbie Peters, her son, Greg Peters are both in networking. And I had them on my podcast once on the other podcast. And she actually has one that lights up. It's neon. It's the cutest thing. It's totally her brand. Cause she's spunky and fun and you cannot miss her name tag. Yeah, I've seen LED ones, you know, yeah. that are like the the you know, um, you know, like like a billboard sign where you can put <laughs> different messages running across there. But I think you, the last thing you said though is make sure that's you, right? That's in, exactly that's your brand. That's who you are, and your brand is you, right? But I, that's not me. I wouldn't do that. I'm, right. I'm, yes, I'm a goofball, but that's not the kind of goofball I am. Right. You're not the flashy billboard kind of guy. Right. Right. Yeah. And I had one made that just was my, my logo is my name. And so I just have my logo on the thing. Right. And then the cool thing about that is then when they go to your website and they're like, is this the Dave Rosenberg? They see the logo that they saw on your shoulder and bada bing. They're like, yes, that's the one. Now they're on your website. Now they see it in your email signature and they're much more likely to remember it because they're getting that consistent message. Okay, folks, this is now a marketing podcast. No, but the whole point of persuasion, as Bob Berg said, is people do business with people they know, like, and trust. They got to know you. They got to remember you in order to ever be persuaded. Absolutely. And what I was actually alluding to is that consistency is marketing, Mm -hmm. right? And authenticity is marketing and authenticity is persuasion. When you are authentically you and people know that, you have a better chance of persuading people. So it really is all, you know, we tend to put um, the structures of business into different buckets, sales, marketing, operations, administration, whatever. It's all one and the same. Mm-hmm. Everything supports everything else, right? And and so the more authentic you are, the more uh, the more integrity. And by that, I mean, you know, uh, consistent, I guess it's another word for authenticity, authenticity in my world, um, then the easier 
persuasion is because what they see is what they get and people respect that. Yep. And you know, we are almost out of time here, but we sh- another topic, maybe we get into another time is the follow-up or how does this translate to networking online? Because a lot of people are doing that really poorly now. Oh, you know, probably should close with this hell not to. Okay. Because I can't believe you just said this. I got contacted on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a connection request. And I've gotten to the point now, as long as it's in English, I'm accepting. Um, and I say that because I'm getting a lot of requests from China where everything's in kanji. And I'm like, I, I, I'm not sure what their intention is here, but I got no desire to do business with China. So, you know, I just, those I reject, but, you know, otherwise I accept and I accepted this one and she came right back with a sales pitch for mm-hmm. something. I, I mm-hmm. couldn't even tell you what it was. Yep. And I, and I fired back a response, something along the lines of, wow, like you don't even Did know anything about take me. Take me to dinner first. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can't remember something along those lines, something yeah. snarky. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, then I got another automated request from her. And I, I think it was like, you know, and I'm like, and I said something else back. And, and then she responded, well, you know, like, yeah, I'm sorry to offend you. I'm like, well, come on. You know, it's, it's not really that I'm offended. I guess I am, you know, I'm not sure that's the right word, but it's more like, I'm not doing business with somebody who has no idea who I am and what my needs are. Yeah, I've got no connections in common with you. I don't know you. And the first thing you do is try to sell me something that's an automated response. Like that's an immediate disconnect for me. Like right. literally like, okay, we don't need to be, because just, uh, you know, and, and that's, yeah, that's such a turnoff. The other turnoff is I get your business cards at a, at a networking meeting and I add you to my email list. And all of a sudden Ooh. you're getting all my networking emails selling you my product. You know, we could probably do a whole podcast on that, but you mm. know, our, our mutual friend, Leanne, you know, we, e- emailing with our heart, I think we're, uh, you know, email with heart. Yep. With heart. Big, big no, no. You know, my, my email list is relatively small. Mm-hmm. I, I, I pared it down and I have a 35% open right now. I'm not saying that to bat, pat myself on the back. Okay. I am, but you know, it's, I have a, I have a highly engaged list and I want to keep it that way. Right. And if you're not interested in my, my stuff, I, I, I don't want to send it to you. I don't want to be right. that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because especially now people get so many emails, so much marketing that I'm not going to put them on my list. And I put my unsubscribe really big at the bottom of my email list as well, because if they want to get out, good to go. You can always find me again later. Yeah. I I tell you, I hate when I have to hunt for an unsubscribe. Yep. And and then I get the message. It could take a month or two. (laughs) What? (laughs) Just take me off the list. Yeah. And, and and what I'll do with those, frankly, is I create a rule that bounces it back to them. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yep. Never even see it. Not, not only do I never see it, they annoy themselves. That's <laughs> the beauty about the bounce back, you know, just automatically reply and then delete. And then I don't see it. They get the reply and trust me, it works. I'm going to have to try that. All right. Well, I think um, the follow-up, I think that's a great, uh, another thing. We, we'll, we'll talk about that. And um, yeah, LinkedIn, I'll just say this uh, online. It's the same rules, folks. Yeah. You're just writing right. instead of talking. Yeah. 
You don't walk up with a script on a piece of paper and read it to everybody you're meeting at an in-person or even a Zoom networking meeting. You don't do it. You don't do it on on LinkedIn either or social media anywhere. Yeah, I actually have cut down the number of cold calls I make every morning so I could be more intentional and personal with each and every one. Right. Because that's what makes somebody feel like I actually do care about you and your business. And you were selected rather than part of a giant spreadsheet that I sprayed and prayed that I would hear back from one person. All right. Well, talk about respect. We're probably out of time. So we will uh, see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. That concludes another episode of Disarming Persuasion. This is Dave Rosenberg, and you can find my website at LockedOnLeadership.com. And this is Ann Bonnie at YourChangeSpeaker.com. Remember, if they fail to make a decision, you failed to disarm them.